Back in the day when my girls were born, it was not easy to share photos and videos with loved ones, but you have a fantastic option available, the Family Album app. The Family Album app was created in 2015 and has operated in the long term to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with loved ones. It's a totally secure personal haven for your family's memories. I love that there's no third-party ads, no unwanted eyes. Now, let me share some of the great features that make the Family Album app a go-to app. First off, the app automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and see how your child has grown. No more scrolling through endless feeds or searching through folders. Another cool feature about the Family Album app is you can order eight free photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. It's really nice to have some tangible pictures to hold onto or share to document each month of your baby's life. Plus, the Family Album app has unlimited storage and it is totally free. Yes, you heard that right. No more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by ads when you're just trying to relive those heartwarming moments. So if you are still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, it is time to level up your family photo game with a free photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, it's all one word, download the app and start creating a legacy of love one photo at a time. Don't let diaper rash come between you and your baby. Diaper rash can be one of the worst experiences your little one has to go through and keeping their delicate skin happy and healthy shouldn't require a spatula to apply thick, goopy treatments that can be just as irritating and uncomfortable as the diaper rash. Instead, try Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician approved skin protectant free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide. It was developed by a mom who is also a doctor when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash. Use just a small amount of Dr. Mom Butt Balm to help soothe your baby's skin and feel good about making the right choice. Nothing comes between you and your baby, not even diaper rash. Check out Dr. Mom Butt Balm, available on Amazon or walmart.com. Today on the podcast, we have energy coach, Nicole Caron. Welcome to the All About Pregnancy and Birth podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins, a board-certified OBGYN physician, certified integrative health coach, and creator of the Birth Preparation Course, an online childbirth education class that will leave you feeling knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Quick note, this podcast is for educational purposes only, and it's not a substitute for medical advice. See the full disclaimer at ncrcoaching.com forward slash disclaimer. Hello, welcome to another episode of the podcast. Thank you for being here with me today. This episode is a little different. We are taking a dip into what I call the woo-woo space. Today I have on the podcast, Nicole Caron. She is an energy coach, healer, life coach, and psychic medium who helps mothers clean out their energy system so they feel better and most importantly can be the best mother that they can be. Nicole believes that following the heart is a requirement for motherhood and life. She also believes that using energetic principles in parenting and self-development, although it's considered kind of cutting edge, it's actually something that's been around for a while. She runs a successful program, The Clearing Journey, where she helps mamas make major shifts in their lives to discover or rediscover who they truly are and realize their potential. She lives in sunny Tampa, Florida with her husband and her little boy. Now, I'm actually pretty deep, I feel like, into the woo-woo space. I am a regular meditator. I do yoga. I consider yoga as part of my woo-woo because it helps to calm my mind. And I also read lots of personal development books. The most recent book that I read was uh, The Universe Has Your Back by Gabrielle Bernstein, which I really enjoyed. The first time I picked it up a couple years ago, I couldn't quite get into it. But this time I breezed right through it and I enjoyed it. And I've read lots of other books over the years. Now, we don't always incorporate these types of 
concepts into what we do in medicine, but it's actually important for your pregnancy and birth, these sort of mental health, energy, things you can't quite put your finger on, but you know that are there and they're important. I consider this stuff so important for your birth that it is actually the very first lesson in my online childbirth education class, the birth preparation course. The first lesson is on mindset because establishing the right mindset, that right foundation is really crucial to help you have a great experience giving birth. So in that very first lesson, I talk about mindset. I talk about meditation. I talk about visualization and how that's an important piece of your birth. So keeping those things in mind and how important they are, that's why I invited Nicole onto the podcast today. And we talk about what Nicole does as an energy coach. We talk about how her work fits into traditional models of mental health care, like seeing a psychiatrist or taking medications or a counselor. We talk about how mothers change energetically during their pregnancy and what that means. We talk about how to shield yourself from a negative energy during your pregnancy and a few more things that I think you're going to find really interesting. So definitely listen to this episode. Now to go along with this episode, I am offering you a free meditation jumpstart guide. I think meditation is so important for your health and your well-being. So I believe everybody should be meditating. It doesn't have to be a lot. So I have this two-page guide just to help you get started with meditation. If you don't already meditate, you can go to ncrcoaching.com forward slash meditate and I will put that link in the show notes. Pop in your email address and I will send you that two-page guide to get you started with meditation. Now, before we get into the episode, let me give a quick shout out to Gentry421. She left me a review on iTunes and that's J-E-N-T-R-I-421. And it says, this is a great podcast. The information presented is super helpful and easy to understand. It's good info from a doctor who seems very relatable and real. I highly recommend Thank you so much for that really kind review. I truly appreciate it. And I think today's episode is also going to be relatable and real. So without further ado, let's go ahead and get into the episode today with Nicole Caron. Hey, Nicole, thank you so much for being on the podcast. We are dipping into a new territory today for me, for sure. And I appreciate having you here. Yeah, thank you so much. It's so wonderful to talk with you. Yeah, so why don't we start off by having you tell us a little bit about yourself and your work and your family? Sure. So by title, um, I say that I am an energy healer, coach, and psychic medium. And I also have uh, training in life coaching as well. So I'm, pr- I'm pretty well-rounded, but I use all of my tools when I'm working with my moms. And so you know, for thinking, well, what is my work? Um, What I have is a system that helps moms feel transformed and healed. And the outcome for the work is that they feel so deeply, truly confident in themselves, not like fake confidence, but like the real confidence that just kind of comes from within. And then it also makes them really comfortable and confident in their mothering abilities. So it's a real honor to work with women and help them dig out um, the stuff in their in their energy systems that don't serve them and really impact their day-to-day lives. And um, something else, my family and I, we live here in Tampa, Florida, where it's beautiful and sunny. I'm so fortunate to have that sunshine year-round. And I love the fact that my work, it, it's... Uh, I do my work outside. It's, you know, we can talk more about my actual process and stuff, but I have the luxury of being able to go outside in the warm sunshine and do the uh, pro- the energetic protocol year round here. So it's, it's a perfect place and a perfect gift to have. Yeah. Well, that is really nice. Really nice. So when you work with mothers to help, what, well, I guess, let me, let me ask this. What is, what do you mean by energy system? Like I know I use that term energy all the time. I, I use it to say like the energy of the labor room, you know, the energy mm-hmm. of your birth. And I can't say that I've ever quite defined it. Maybe people also, I don't know, maybe I mean it in the same way as kind of like the the vibe or what you feel in the room. What do you mean when you say energy systems? So um, our energy system, so what you're talking about is totally right. It's a vibe, right? Like that's kind of how we sense the energy. And some people sense energy just from a feeling. And some people get energy, they feel energy 
or they can hear it, or they can actually see it with what, you know, we might call like our third eye, but like sometimes, um, for example, I might see, um, like I've been in my child's uh, pedi- uh, pediatrician's office uh-huh. and I was overwhelmed by sparkles in the room. There were angels everywhere. And I, it was so distracting for me that I couldn't even hold conversation with this dear woman. I, I felt so silly, but I was like, oh, <laughs> talk about energy in a room, you know? For me, what energy is the, we're, we're containers and in our entire lives, we have built up memories and experiences and things that we've been taught and we, we hold them and sometimes they serve us really well. And sometimes those things actually hinder us from moving forward or moving in a new direction. Mm. Our energy can also be impacted not only by the experiences of the now and, you know, our 30, 40 some years on this planet, but I also believe from our soul's previous experiences, where else it's been, or, you know, what other times it's been around, it carries those memories with them. And then also we are so fortunate that not only do we get our parents' sweet smile and beautiful eyes, but we unfortunately get some of their energetic stuff too. Mm. So when we're living in the world right now, we are living in a container that's full of ideas and beliefs and trauma and joy. And all of this stuff is in the, in the quote container of our body or energy system. And the problem really is when we get so backed up, it gets so stuck that we can't live life in a way that feels happy anymore. We, we feel stuck. We don't know what to do. We feel disconnected. And so those are just some of the signs that our energy system, that container is backed up. There's no flow going on. So when, where I come in is I help get that flow moving again. And that's when those good feelings of connection and remembering who you are and the things that you value, that's when that all comes into play because we have just created a beautiful pathway for you to experience energy in the way that's useful to you now. We're no longer carrying all that baggage from years past that colors our experiences we have now. Okay, got it. That that makes a lot of sense. So what type of training have you had to do this type of work? So um, there's both book stuff and life experience. I'm a mix of both. Um, life experience started over 20 years ago. I've always been a seeker of finding out like answers to um, the big answers for life's questions at like the age of 13 like what Mm -hmm. child is like that you know that was me (laughs) and so I had always been on this quest of like trying to understand things and then you know I've always just been a very uh, very much a self-studier and allowed my interest to take me into learning about things like quantum physics and string theory and you know then getting formal studies with a program called matrix energetics um, organ regeneration um, and then you know dabbling in other modalities Um, of energy work, and then ultimately honing in in my own intuitive um, sense. And by living in that intuition, I've been able to bring out my own processes that work for me and also now for the moms that I serve. So I'm a real mix and um, I will never stop learning. And again, that's both through book work and through just living, experiencing, doesn't work, let's try something else. So always have that hunger for education for sure. Yeah. So let's get this out of the way because I know people are going to want to know how does what you do, and I know I want to know too, how does what you do fit with more traditional models of the field of what we would say is mental health. So therapist and psychiatrist and medications. So I think that I would compare this as you are very much in the driver's seat. So when we are working on our energy, we are remembering bits and pieces of who we are, and we are cultivating this deeper sense of knowing oneself. And I think that when you are in that spot of living life that way, you become really clear to what things do you need to help you heal. And sometimes, sure, it might be reaching for a specific crystal, but sometimes that might be the matter of, I really need to talk with a therapist about X, Y, Z. It's really getting the clarity to know which tool that is needed to help you move forward. So it's not a replacement. It really is this way of getting clear so you can see all of the options on the table. You can sense which option is best for you at any given point. Um, It can help you figure out maybe which um, professionals that you want to pursue having them with a treatment plan. So it really is very useful in navigating the other aspects of what's available to us. And like I said, I would think of it more of like we're in the driver's seat. And then when we couple up with other health, uh, mental health professionals, that they're in the car with us. And then we can make really great guided decisions that are 
really in our best interest and highest good. Okay. So you're not saying, you know, you don't need a therapist if you work with me or you should not go see a psychiatrist. You shouldn't take medications. You're not saying any of those things. It's more of working together based on what is most important and relevant for that woman. That's right. Yeah. And it's all unique. Like that's, that's what I believe so firmly is that there is no one specific plan for wholeness or wellness. And by clearing out our energy and getting so clear in our heart about what we need, we can get the exact help from the exact people that we know we need to get it from. So it really helps us customize um, the healing path, healing, whether it's a preventative way or healing from, you know, maybe much more in a reactive way. Gotcha. Gotcha. Expecting parents who are looking for great nursery decor, this message is for you. As you prepare for the beautiful journey ahead, let Home Threads be your partner in creating a serene nest for your growing family. At HomeThreads.com, explore a collection designed for comfort and style during this special time. From cozy nursery essentials to soothing rocking chairs, Home Threads has everything to create the perfect home for your little one and always at the best value. If you like unique items, then you definitely need to check out Home Threads. We got a silver picture frame from Home Threads that is absolutely beautiful. It's one of those timeless classic items that will last for years to come and it fits in any space in your home. Be sure to visit homethreads.com forward slash Dr. Nicole today and receive a code for 15% off your first order. Home Threads, love where you live. Okay, so let's talk about how energy relates to pregnancy. Um, You say that mothers change energetically throughout their pregnancy and birth and through the postpartum period. I kind of have a sense for what that means. I mean, it's certainly a transformative process. I often um, describe it spiritually, even in a way. So Mm -hmm. what do you mean when you say that mothers change energetically during that process? So I would say that probably what you're thinking about the spiritual changes that happen, they're probably what I would call energetic. So it might just be a linguistic thing here. Okay. But, um, you know, it's like when we're going through pregnancy, we have to adapt to this whole different child that has come in right like we are our energy literally accommodates this new being that we have accepted and so we can't expect that we're going to be the same and you know we might think about some of those emotional changes that happen and and yes they are certainly part of the picture but energetically it's like there is this the silent signature that has gone on between the two of you like a contract and you are acclimating to rising to that role and you know you may feel at times a woman may feel at times during her pregnancy that her child, um, she feels really close. And then there may be times where she doesn't. And that's energetic changes, right? And that specifically is because um, the soul of a baby comes in and out. They don't stay, from my experience, they do not stay once they come in. They are in and out. They are kind of, time is very different for us uh, where we are and where they are. So if you tend to feel those like, oh, I am feeling so close and whole, it could be that your baby's spirit is with you. And then right. there's other times you're like, eh, I'm not feeling it so much. That's that's very natural and normal. So, But when we go through birth, that is such a humongous energetic change. Um, just that the birthing experience in and of itself, you may have heard of women like talking about how you feel like you've left, right? Like there's this, like this gap in time. Mm-hmm. And um, I believe it's because we are going to, we are getting the souls. Like we have left our bodies to the spiritual plane and we are coming back. So I absolutely believe in doing that changing shape that that has effects on us. It's not like every day we have the opportunity to do that. You know, those are like once in a lifetime, maybe five times in a lifetime, depending on how many babies we have. Right. <laughs> um, but those are certainly not the normal everyday experiences. And so when we come back, we are absolutely energetically changed. And if we go one step further through the postpartum, like that's all about acclimation, right? And so we are getting used to the new period of being this new person who is so much more full and whole and expanded. And that's part of what I believe is missing in the conversation. Um, When people talk about this postpartum days that we have expanded energetically and spiritually so much 
that you may not even feel like you recognize yourself some days. And I think that some of that mislabeling is to the detriment of, of moms. And I think that we need support in that um, spiritual and energetic way. Because another thing I've seen is women after that baby comes or even during pregnancy, mm-hmm. psychic gifts sometimes that mother's intuition, it will knock them over. And mm. again, that's an energetic change. That is the fact that their soul has completed an evolution and is going further. And nobody's telling them that they're not crazy. Like, right. you know, it, it just kind of goes hush hush. It's one of those things that like women don't talk about. So I think there are many, many changes that we go through that aren't labeled properly. Um, And then there's some things I think are mislabeled, but ultimately the energetic changes we go through, we really need to be tending to the energy of them. And that is my hope through my work is that I can illuminate and bring light to those things. So women feel so much more at peace and they feel comfortable when they start to go through these changes and they know what to do or what not to do. Because some of the stuff with energy work it's a matter of just observing and allowing yourself because sometimes fighting something like right in birth, when we're fighting what, what's coming and we're fighting those, those pressure waves and those right. contractions, that only makes it worse. We need to give in and surrender. And so exactly. there's a lot of mirroring that happens on the spiritual plane of that stuff too. That's a really interesting concept. You know, what you just said, that's one of the things that I say, especially from women who are giving birth without medication is that you have to surrender to the process. Mm -hmm. And that is most certainly something that you have to do within your life, within being a mother, fighting all of that is not helpful and it just makes things more difficult. So um, I feel like you're saying things that, you know, you hear what you're, you hear people say things like, oh, you're an energy coach or energy healer. And that's, you know, what people call the woo-woo space. And I right. I inhabit the woo-woo space a bit. I mean, I'm about, med- I'm, I'm a meditator. I, you know, I, I try to tune in to my intuition, but honestly, I think we inhabit physicians tune into the space more than we think and more than we acknowledge. We're just not as comfortable talking about it or we talk about Mm -hmm. it in different ways. Like I know I have a colleague who says, you know, whenever a woman says that she doesn't feel right about her pregnancy, actually I have lots of colleagues who say this, that gets them to perk up. It's like they're, Mm -hmm. you know, in tune to this energy, if you want to call it, that something's not quite right. And it makes them sort of stand up on their ears. So I think we we mm-hmm. have that that sense that we we actually are tuning in to women's energies. Maybe we're talking about it in different ways, but um, this is something that's there and that we need to be embrace and feel you know embrace and feel comfortable with. And uh, I also think it's interesting how you said you feel like babies bounce in and out of their bodies, so to speak, their souls do. (laughs) Yeah. One of the things that I say when a baby comes out and they aren't quite breathing right away, one of the things that I instinctively say in my my mind is, come on over to your body. Um, (laughs) So it's like, I think, you know, you left your, you're still on the other side. I need you to come on over and inhabit your body so your parents can meet you is yeah. what I'm saying so yeah it's a change for them too absolutely yes <laughs> yeah yeah for sure so I I guess I'm saying all this to say that this sort of discussion isn't as foreign or out there as we think it is mm-hmm. so what are ways that you think that women can communicate with their babies during pregnancy I have a good friend who she's a high-risk doctor she was actually on the mm-hmm. podcast a few episodes back and she talked about how she tells her patients that this is one of the times that you will be really like the closest with your baby um, you know pregnancy than ever, you know, with the, the, the human being inside of you. So mm-hmm. what are ways that you think that women can really communicate with their babies during pregnancy? I think that um, the big, the big takeaway, if anything is heard, is that the communication is a two-way road. That we often think of talking to our baby. More often than not, people don't think about, hmm, what if my baby was talking back to me? Right. Um, and I think that that is where, if we just open up just quietly. Like if you just want to talk with your baby, you can do it aloud through your mouth or just silently as if you would, if you were praying, you just, you just say what's on your heart. You can be really honest and you don't have to think of your baby as a baby, as an infant who has, doesn't quite have the cognitive skills and abilities yet. You can think of them as a soul you're just honestly communicating with and just let it be really authentic and just say what you want to say. And then allow yourself to pause and be quiet. And then 
see what comes back. You may get um, images, you may get a song, you may get a memory, you may get something that sounds like you're getting conversation, quote, like in your head, like as if from the, the communications coming from like, quote, nowhere, right? Like, well, geez, how was I, how did I come up with that? Oh, I'm making it up. No, 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 no. Someone was talking to you. And there's, so there's a lot of trust. So I absolutely recommend just having the conversation and seeing what comes back. Another way to do that is through the heart. And I believe that when we get into our heart, there's like a connection line to our baby's heart and we can meet in the middle too. And so if you are able to drop down into your heart, are you familiar with that in, in meditative for that phrase? No, tell me what you mean no. or tell us okay. what you mean. Yeah. So um, dropping into your heart space is like this softening. It's so funny because we're talking about softening. Of course, it seems so baby centric and in, in the woman body, but um, you just imagine even just pure imagination. If you were in an elevator and you went down from your brain, down through your head cavity, down your neck and your chest, and then suddenly the doors opened and it was your heart. Like you just play imagination with me and you mm -hmm. do that. That can drop you into your heart space. And it's a very, very information heavy place. And that's where you can access everything you need to know. And that's so important. So if you are in doubt and you want to talk to your baby, just imagine taking that little elevator ride to your heart space, go in there. It might be a forest. It might be a room. There's no one way it could look. Go in, see if you can kind of sense like, is my baby here? How do I connect with my baby? Open-ended questions are so perfect because the answer you get is the answer you need. Follow those little breadcrumbs and it'll take you to your baby. So those are just two easy ways. And it doesn't have to be difficult. Like you don't need to meditate for an hour before you can make that connection or right. dial like 10, 10, 3, 2, 1, nothing complicated. Just allow yourself to be in that conversation and let it come back to you. Okay. All right. So on the flip side, well, you know, actually that kind of brought me another question. We talk about connecting through the heart. What about, we also talk about connecting through the gut. Is that different or similar or like, you know, your gut instinct kind of thing? It's a, it's a, okay. So when we talk about like, you can feel it in your gut, that often is just referring to the fact that you are a person who receives energy in your body physically. And, and it's a very common phrase we all, we all use, but that's kind of the actual meaning behind it. Like you feel it in your gut. You have that feeling, that knowing, essentially. Sometimes you just know what you know, and there is no reason or rationale for it. But it's really interesting that they say that, you know, that the, the gut and the brain are actually connected. They very science, much so are, yes. Yeah, and spirituality are finally meeting on that. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's really interesting when we say that because it's like, so something in your brain is essentially activated and then you need to figure out, okay, is that truth or is that something that like, is that ego coming in? So that's why I think it's important when we talk about the heart so that you could take like a gut hit, you get like, you know, something in your gut, take it to your heart. Is this what I need to know? Is this the information I need to act on? Gotcha. So um, the heart is kind of like a, I don't, I don't want to say reality check or just like a, not even the checks and balances. Let me see. What am I trying to say here? The heart is just a way kind of to follow up what you, what you feel in your gut, so to speak. Yes. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. So what are things that we can do to shield ourselves and our babies or once they're out children from negative energy? Yeah, this is a big one. And we all need to do this because um, especially when we are pregnant, we can trigger people so much, right? Like they can remember their own instances of trauma and just start like laying it on us as a pregnant woman that you didn't ask for it. Right. And that's not fair. So it's really important that you can, to do this, you can either set an umbrella intention, kind of like an umbrella insurance policy, um, ask your angels or your guides or God or love, whatever you use, um, ask them just to simply protect you. Another thing you can do is use visuals. So when I was pregnant, I always envisioned myself in a, um, a wrought iron cage and it was like a fence in front of me, like nothing was getting through to this baby, you know, <laughs> so you can use those kind of things that feel really natural. So, you know, you may not have a fence, you might have like some wooden doors, I don't know, whatever works for you, but simple intention will, will go so far. And, you know, it's even the practical advice of if you know a situation is going to be a little hot when you go in, if you can avoid it, try to avoid it because that negative energy for you and your baby, um, whether they're in your body or out of your body, that's just not good stuff. And right. um, these babies that are coming are really, really very sensitive energetically. So we need to be, I 
extra protective of them and be extremely mindful. And, um, but a good umbrella policy will get you pretty far. You just want to go to basics. Okay. So just ask God or your angels or whatever you believe, just ask for protection first off from negative energy. And that to me is kind of like maybe prayer if, um, you know, people would, would, would call it that. And then that visualization piece, that's actually something that I talk about for birth in terms of, I have a online childbirth education class and visualization and visualize, visualizing how your birth will go is something that I talk about. Visualization is something that elite athletes use, high performance people use. So really it's just a different way of visualizing, blocking that negative energy. So you're better able to do that. Is that fair to say? That is so right. And energy responds to imagery. And that's why it's highly effective. That's exactly right. Okay. All right. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Now, another thing you talk about is being mindful of the energy in our homes. And this is important. I feel like your home is a place that, you know, it surrounds you. It helps set the tone. You want it to be a place that that rises up to greet you. I think that's something that Oprah Winfrey said about her home. Her home rises up to greet her as she comes in and makes her feel welcome. So what are things that we can do to make the energy in our homes an energetically nurturing space? Um, The very first thing is just be extremely mindful of what spaces feel really great versus those that are even blah. Like I'm not even talking bad. Like learn to distinguish the difference between, oh, I love the way my kitchen makes me feel versus, oh, this living room just, there's just something about doesn't feel bad but it just doesn't feel right so having mindfulness so that you'll be able to know what rooms you can actually put some effort into if you wish um, to improve the energetics of that space but you can do it through physical means of being really mindful of the fabrics that are chosen I had I, I do baby readings as well, and I once time had a baby that was requesting an incredibly soft blanket for its arrival. So I know that textiles, while you know we always think we always want to softly um, envelop our babies when they come out, like it's an actual real thing for them. It's very important. It it kind of keeps their their energy systems like running in Zen, you know? So we have to be mindful of the fabrics that we choose, um, be mindful of the noise in the space. And some babies, and this is not to say that babies want a complete sterile environment. And like, please don't, don't peg me on that. We really want to be able to get in tune with what our babies like. And that's really the most important part that when we're in tune, um, we can notice what fabrics they like, what kind of lighting feels good for them. Um, what are the sounds? What are, Maybe there's certain rooms that just seem to really soothe them. So we can do things very physically in that way. And then if you want to go a couple steps further, Mm -hmm. you can do things like getting a smudge stick and you could simply just set an intention or say a prayer for your home, open the windows um, so that negative energy has a way to get out. You can light that and just take it room to room and just ask that something as simple as, um, I cleared this space in the name of having a ha- happy, healthy family and ask for any and all angels to assist me in clearing out negative energy. And that's it. That's all you need to do. It can be really, really easy. Okay. Um, yeah. And people will use crystals and oils and there's all sorts of things, but those are just some really easy things that I think that are very practical. And then the sponge stick isn't a big deal. A lot of grocery stores carry those now. So, okay. You said a sponge stick? Smudge. Smudge stick. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. So wait, is that- sage. Okay. Okay. Got it. Got it. Okay. All right. And it sounds like part of that too, that you're saying is kind of trust your intuition in a sense. So if you get a feeling that something feels good or doesn't feel good, then pay attention to that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. So do you have any books or resources that you recommend for women if they're trying to help improve their energy? Um, You know, it's funny. It's one of these things where you need to follow the breadcrumbs that show up for you. Hmm. I like the books that I read in in my early twenties, like they wouldn't serve me the same way they serve me now as I'm getting into motherhood. And it's really important that you honor those nudges. Um, Even if you think they feel kind of silly, like Google searches, like, you know, they can take you down the rabbit hole and you might just end up on the very right, most perfect website with a book on it. So I can't say that there's like any one specific, it's just a matter of finding things that feel really good. And, you know, just like with all professions, there are really great energy workers and healers, and then there are bad ones. So that's why you want to be super in tune and use your intuition and your heart to know 
which one is right for me? And I think that the really beautiful part is that you don't have to study this stuff. You don't have to have textbook knowledge about energy and the quantum physics behind it and all this stuff for it to be effective. Yeah, I think it's as simple as that. Just follow your intuition. Mm -hmm. Every woman's different. She's in a different place than the next woman beside her. You know, just allow yourself to, to pick the ones that feel right for you. Gotcha. And, and you have that intuition and that power within yourself to do that. Every single person does. Everybody does. Yeah. I think a lot of women don't believe that they do. Yeah. And that's one of those things that I want women to feel empowered because they do. Everybody, you know, it's like Dorothy and the Wizard of Oz, like, you know, she's trying to get home and that's what we're all trying to do. And it's the matter of we get home because we can follow that intuition. No one knows anything more than you do for yourself and your baby. Um, you know, if we need to think about people as like consultants in our life and we need to take the information they give us and study it and really compare it up against with, okay, well, what do I think I need? What do I think is the next step? And then using that information to keep propelling and, and moving forward. Got it. Okay. Hey, so you made it this far in the episode and I'm thinking it's because you enjoyed this podcast. Well, if that's the case, then I have a favor to ask. Creating and producing the All About Pregnancy into Birth podcast has been one of the greatest joys of my life. I'm so grateful to have each and every one of you on this journey with me. Your support and engagement means the world to me and it's what helps keep this podcast going. But here's the thing. Producing a podcast involves time, effort, and resources from recording equipment to an editor, hosting fees, coordinating guests, countless hours spent researching and crafting content. It all adds up. And that's where I could use your support. I've never wanted to turn all about pregnancy and birth into a paywall. I want it to remain accessible to everyone. That's why I've set up a way for you to support the show financially if you're able and willing. If this podcast has helped you during your pregnancy, your birth, or your life, I'm asking you to consider contributing to the show. Your support will help cover production and team costs and ensure that I can continue delivering the episodes you love. So in the month of March, head to drnicolerankins.com forward slash support and contribute whatever you can. Your support, no matter how big or small, makes a significant impact. It helps us continue delivering high quality content and ensures the future of all about pregnancy and birth. Again, that's drnicolerankins.com forward slash support. Thank you so much for being part of the All About Pregnancy and Birth community. Now back to the show. Okay, so what would you say is the most rewarding part of your work? Um, hands down, when I get like those super chilling emails of women that are like, oh my God, I just had this crazy intense experience. Nobody will believe it but you. And then they like will write down like, four paragraphs of what has happened in their um, energy clearing session. And it's really those like goosebumpy emails that I love the most. And that for me is like the highest high I could possibly get from working with other moms when they find their pieces of them and they're celebrating. And sometimes they're not even sure. They're like, this happened. What is it? I'm like, you just landed on something that was so huge and they don't right. even yet recognize. So um, I love to see that self-empowerment happening. So amazing. And you work with moms at what point, like during pregnancy or after pregnant, like when, at what point do you work with moms? So it, the, the main answer is women will benefit from my work the most when they're about a year out from having their baby. Huh. There's something energetically that happens around that one year mark of that first birthday where mom seems to kind of have a little more separation from child. And that allows her to really kind of step into the um, finding more of herself because her resources aren't so tied up in, in holding and nurture. I mean, we constantly are nurturing our babies, like, you know what I'm right, saying, but right. there's this energetic shift that seems to be happening around that one year mark. It happened for me and it's happened for some other moms. Um, so I'm pretty confident to say that once you get around that one year mark, there's some time for you. There's some space for you, both in your head and your heart that's when a lot of benefit can happen. My other work as a, as a medium is that I do baby readings for moms who their baby didn't come full earth side. So for moms that have had a loss, mm. I can work with them when they're kind of going through that grieving process or even later, you know, like whenever they're ready for it. But um, so I do also work with women that are not currently um, with child or in the postpartum period of life. 
Okay, got it. Now, what is the most frustrating part of your work? Um, it's probably the waiting, right? Like I, I wait for those emails. I'm waiting for the change because I know it's coming. And um, sometimes it's like Christmas Eve waiting for Santa. And you just <laughs> know that something amazing is, is going to unfold for them. And you don't know what it is. But that magic always unfolds. And it's just so fun to witness. Okay. So just last couple of questions. What are you really, really passionate about when it comes to working <clears throat> with women? I mean, you talked about a few things, but is there that one thing that really just gets you going? It's being their own power, hands down. I hate seeing women give their power up to um, people around them, whether it's a professional team that they've hired or if it's uh, family or, you know, in a situation where they're depending on people for answers. I want women to realize that the answers are within them. We use other people to help us get there, but the answers are always within ourselves. Hmm. That is very true. I agree with that. Now, how have your personal experiences, you said you're a mom, how has that influenced your work? Majorly. So <laughs> right around the time when my little guy turned a year old. Now, I was an energy healer um, professionally before I, I was pregnant. So I had a, a different view of pregnancy um, in full disclosure. But when he turned about a year old, I started hitting this wall. And I was like, I need something. I need something. I don't know what it is. I started having experiences where like in two days, I hit my hands four different times. Um, like once I crushed it in my garage, like really strange incidences. I didn't feel like I was in my body. I felt detached. I was like, what is going on? Um, but what I figured out was that I had a huge backlog of energy, even though I was an extremely mindful person about my energy as a healer and someone in the profession, I didn't realize that like I had this big old full container that I needed to deal with. And so that experience took me about 16 months to work through working on myself very vigorously and also with another professional healer. But what came out of that is the energy process that I now share with other moms. So my, my life and my work are so intertwined and the energy work, um, the protocol that I have, I use it. Like I use it as maintenance. I am not like a one and done kind of girl. So being a mom has informed so much of who I am and where this work is going. Okay. So do you mind giving us like a little bit of an overview? Obviously you don't have to give away all the details, but what is an overview of the protocol that you use with women? Sure. So um, there are, I think it's about seven steps if I were to nail it out. But here, the very first one is that we call in our own energy and give back what isn't ours. So we collect energy all the time from all sorts of people and all sorts of places. It's not ours, right? Like how many times do you feel bad about something that happened, but then you're like, oh, this isn't even mine to worry about, right? right. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. We give that back. And then we call in what's ours because it's scattered everywhere. And gosh darn it, we deserve to have all of our full selves with us. And so that's the really big, important first step. After we do that, we do some grounding and we go down to um, the center of the earth and we get some healing from that, which is always amazing. And then uh, we go to the furthest edges of the universe for expansion. And that's what's kind of, that's one of the cool things about this protocol is most people, um, energy healers out there are not doing both. So you might find a meditation that focuses on expanding your energy and going out, you know, further and allowing yourself to be more who you are, but there's not the counter. So in yoga, you know how we have the stretch and the counter stretch? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that in the energy practice. Like we go down, we ground, and then we expand. So it's a beautiful like yin and yang. I love that. Got it. Um, and then we do some chakra healing. And then there is a point where I lead you to take the stuff that you have that's bothering you and bring it up for some energetic healing. And I walk you through it. It's very easy, but it's something that, you know, my list of things is going to be so different than yours, Nicole. And that'll be so different than, you know, Joe Schmo's wife down the street. Right. So it becomes very personal. It's a very generic protocol, but boy, does it get personal because we are bringing up our own stuff. Okay. Well, that, you know, it's, um, I just sit here listening to you talk and I feel like what you're saying, I'm kind of going back to, is just really not like as out there as 
people think. And we probably should be open to different sorts of ways of kind of helping and healing ourselves. And it doesn't have to be one way versus another. Mm -hmm. Um, Many things can work together to help you be your best version of yourself. Amen. That's it. Absolutely. Yeah. So let's, and what is the one piece of advice if you had to narrow it down to one piece of advice that you would give to expectant moms? Um, One piece, I would say to consult your own heart above all else and use everything as pieces of information for consideration. So that at the end of the day, you're making decisions from your own heart that are are, ba- are made in a way that feels really good and aligned for you and your family. Um, we don't want to make decisions that are made out of fear um, mm. because we're not confident in what they're saying. But when we go back to our heart, you know, we can deal with hard things with our heart and that that's the beauty of using the heart. Like we can use it to consult for small stuff and we can use it for big stuff and we can get through life's biggest worries and challenges by getting to our heart. And that is like, that's kind of like where the decision-making should be happening. Everything else is just information for consideration in my mind. Okay. Got it. So where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you and what you do? Um, you can find me at my website, Nicole Karen, K-A-R-O-N.com. And there you can even grab a free copy of the uh, process we just we just talked about and just discussed. Okay. Um, you can get a PDF so you can like chew on that. You can read it, try it out. Um, that's available on there too if you'd like to take that. Awesome. And we will link to that in the show notes, everybody. So thank you so much for being here. This is a really very interesting, informative conversation. I know a little bit out there, but I think some um, really helpful and useful information when you sit back and really sit with it. Great. Thank you so much, Nicole. I appreciate it. It was great to be here. Yeah. All right. Well, take care. I'll talk to you later. So what do you think? I thought that that was a really great episode with lots of useful information. So after every episode, you know, I do something called Nicole's Notes, where I talk about my top three or four takeaways whenever I have a guest on. So let me give you my notes for today's episode. Number one, pregnancy and motherhood will change more than just your body. It changes who you are. And we don't address that well or even at all in traditional medical care, but I want you to be aware that that change and that shift is coming. So find a way to reconcile that for yourself. Every woman is going to deal with a little bit differently, but know that you are going to experience changes that are deeper than just a physical change. Number two, and I really like this one, avoid negative energy during pregnancy. One thing Nicole talked about that I thought was very insightful is that pregnant women can often be a trigger for people laying their bad energy onto you. And that can come out in the form of unsolicited advice, commentary about what you're doing, where people are kind of projecting their negative energy and experiences onto you as a pregnant woman. Don't be afraid to put a shield up. Block that stuff out. Avoid that negative energy. Figure out a way to to keep that negative energy from invading your space and your baby's space. We know that stress has a negative influence on pregnancy and this negative energy can kind of increase your stress. So I think it's important that you really block and avoid that negative energy using some of the techniques that Nicole talked about. Number three, you want to learn how to be in tune with your intuition and really trusting yourself. That's not something that's just important during pregnancy. It's really important throughout your life. It takes time to develop that skill. It's something that I feel like I'm getting better at and feeling much more comfortable with now. I call it my inner guidance from God. You may call it spiritual guidance or um, guidance from the universe or whatever you want to call it. But being in tune with your intuition and learning how to trust yourself will serve you well throughout your pregnancy and throughout your life. It's a skill and it takes time to develop because there's a lot of noisy chatter in our heads that isn't necessarily helpful. But when you can get quiet and really focus and listen to your inner voice, again, it's something you will not regret and it will help you throughout your life. Meditation, again, is a big thing to help you with that. And then number four is I am about research and science for sure. I did a two-year research fellowship. I always try to present information that's backed by research and science, but not everything 
can be explained by traditional research and science. We just don't necessarily have the tools available to capture the meaning and importance of some of these things in that, again, woo-woo space. But I want you to know that there is room for both to exist, where you can believe in research and science and pull some of those things that we can't quite quantify with research and science. You can marry those things together in your life. And I think Actually, that's the best way to approach it. I see some people who are on both extremes where they're like, I just believe in research and science. If you can't, you know, point to a study, then I'm not going to believe it. And then I see people on the other side who are like, well, I'm not going to believe anything about research and science because it doesn't incorporate some of these other principles that are important to me. But Nicole talked about how there is room for both. You can do things like she does, like this Um, energy work and go see a psychiatrist or a therapist or a counselor or, or be on medication. So you can find a way to marry those things in your life in a way that works for you. There is room for both. There needs to be room for both to exist in your life. I think for you to be healthy and thriving. All right. So that's it for this episode. Let me know what you think in the all about pregnancy and birth podcast community Facebook group. If you're not already a member, just search for it on Facebook and ask to join or click the link in the show notes to join. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast in iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you feel so inclined, you know, I'd appreciate you leaving an honest review in iTunes. It helps other women find the show. Also, I will leave you a shout out on a future episode. And don't forget about the meditation guide that's ncrcoaching.com forward slash meditate. I believe everyone should have meditation as a regular part of their life in order to stay healthy. So grab that free guide. The link is in the show notes there. And as I said, meditation or mindset is that first lesson in the birth preparation course. If you want to learn more about what's in my online childbirth education class, it's awesome. You can go to ncrcoaching.com forward slash enroll. Now, next week on the podcast, I am talking about your due date. There is so much confusion about due date. So I hope to clear all of that up next week. So come on back next week. And until then, I wish you a healthy and happy pregnancy and birth. Today's episode is brought to you by Women's Wellness Coaching by Dr. Nicole Calloway-Rankins. Head to ncrcoaching.com to check out my free one-hour mini course on how to make your birth plan, as well as my comprehensive online childbirth education class, The Birth Preparation Course. With over eight hours of content and a private course community, the birth preparation course will leave you knowledgeable, prepared, confident, and empowered going into your birth. Head to ncrcoaching.com to learn more. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.